Welcome, everybody, to episode 11 of Unhacked. Uh, as always, I'm sitting here with my good friends, Mario and Brian. Uh, you guys want to take a second to introduce yourself? Mario, you want to start? Yeah, Mario Zaki, Mastech IT. We are located in the New York, New Jersey area. Hey, everybody. Uh, Brian Lashcraw with B4 Networks, located in beautiful Ontario, Canada. And again, I'm Justin Shelley and with uh, Phoenix IT Advisors, formerly Master Computing. Um, listen, the point of this podcast is it's it's just kind of a personal frustration of mine. I think you guys share it, that it's really hard to get inside information on actual breaches. And that's really how we should be learning um, on how to prevent them. We're in the in the business of preventing them. Um, although, as we were talking about before, we could probably make more money if we didn't prevent them. Uh, guys, take our advice, because if you have to pay us to fix stuff, it's way more expensive. And that's kind of where the title of this came from. You really can't completely fix them. You know, if you really get hit hard, uh, you don't fully come back. You cannot get unhacked. It's an intentional misnomer, the title of this podcast. So um, today we're going to shift gears a little bit since it's so hard to find this inside information, um, we're going to draw from our own personal experiences. Now, this can be dicey, right? Um, we we don't like to – I mean, this is the whole problem, right? <laughs> um, we don't like to get caught with our pants down. We don't want to admit that on our watch something bad happened. And not only that, our clients or you know whoever we're consulting with, they don't want people to know about it. This whole thing is kind of a hush-hush. So uh, we'll redact some information. We'll do this uh, in a way that protects the innocent as best we can and still gives as much real information so that we can all learn from it um i mean i think i think that's it why don't we uh why don't we just jump right in mario i think i told you i was going to let you go first today you you've dealt with in in your history some sort of a breach you want to tell us about it yeah so uh about 10 years ago um i had a client and they um you know i at the time it was before the whole ransomware and cryptocurrency really emerged. You know, it was something you kind of heard about, but it wasn't uh, a daily thing. Uh, it wasn't a household name as it is, you know, at least in our kinds of homes. Uh, but, uh, you know, we at the time, we thought we were doing everything right. We had, you know, antivirus on all the computers. You know, the server was protected. We had a, you know, backup on the server. It was backing up to a local uh, hard drive. And it was, I think, doing about two times, three times a day a backup. Uh, now, they, th this was a critical um, uh, company. You know, they... Um, I don't really want to say the industry, you know, because I don't want it to be backtracked to anything. But they were uh, at the time, I think, like a 12 user office. And uh, one day, you know, we get a call and um, it, it was like one of the users can open up any of their software. You know, they were using QuickBooks and some other software. And they're like, nothing is opening. We can't even open up uh, documents out of the network drive. Um, and I wasn't even able to remote into them. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's something that's weird. All right, let me come over. I'll, I'll be there in about 20 minutes. So we go over there and I realized that I, you know, go to the server and all the information, all the files on there had an, a weird extension at the end of the, the file name. And looking around, I realized that the source of the computer, somebody clicked on a a link or open up an attachment and um, essentially encrypted his computer and everything attached 
to that computer. And on their desktop, there was a file, you know, a, uh, I think it was a notepad that was pretty much saying your data was encrypted. Uh, you know, in order to gain access, you have to go to this site and send, uh, I don't remember how much it was at the time. I think it was something like around, um, I think $10,000, you know, to uh, using Bitcoin. And at that time, I didn't even know what Bitcoin was. I'm like, what the, you know, what the hell is this? Um, so I ended up going to the server and I'm like, you know, I ended up telling them, I, I think we ha we're going to have to format your computer. I think you downloaded something and uh, let me see what I can do on the server to get everybody else up. Ended up going to the server, same thing, wasn't able to do anything on there. It, there was a message on that screen. Uh, I went to look at the backup and I realized uh, the software, the backup software we were using is called Acronis at the time. Uh, it was a very well-known, it's still very well-known backup solution. Uh, it was just saying unable to restore. And then when I went to the external drive that was attached, I was backing everything to, it was completely wiped and oh, like not encrypted. It was deleted. It was deleted. It was, there was nothing in there whatsoever. Um, that's where panic, you know, set in for me at that point. It was like, fuck, this is at the time my, sorry, am I allowed to curse on this thing? Oh, absolutely. I swear <laughs> like a sailor. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard I try. I can't filter that shit out. <laughs> uh, at the time they were, Actually, they were my first customer. As a one-man shop, they were actually my first customer, and they were one of my bigger ones at that time. Um, and I just – I didn't know what, how to go back and tell them, you know, like, listen, I can't restore. I don't know that there's – I can't open up anything. And it's like, you know, Word documents, Excel documents, QuickBooks files, no matter what it was, even pictures on the computer on, – on there. They did have some pictures – you couldn't open up anything. And, you know, at that point, I, you know, I panicked. And um, I, I think I called like a couple of people. I call, I knew a data recovery company in South Jersey, which was about a two hour drive from me. I literally unplugged their hard drive um, and I ended up driving down there and it was like walking into the emergency room like you know like when you went with a baby or like somebody you're walking in yeah. and you're like uh i called them ahead i'm like i will be there uh, you know like whatever time it was and i need this fixed i will pay whatever um it is for you to stop whatever else you're working on to take care of this um, at that time, they actually have that service. It's called like Express, you know, service. Uh, so I walked in with the hard drive. I'm like, please save this because. Can I ask yeah. real quick what that cost you as a service provider? What do you remember? And this was 10 years ago, by the way. This was a, at the time, I think it cost me maybe $5,000. Which, I mean, in today's money, we're talking 20, right? Yeah. I mean, things are about four times what they were 10 years ago. Yeah, and so, you know the thing is, you're you you know, now th this customer uh, was not only my first and biggest customer at the time, but he was also a really good friend of mine. You know, this is a guy okay. that um, was at my wedding. You know, he um, he's you know at the time and since then has 
referred me a lot of, you know, uh, people. Uh, so he was a friend of mine. I didn't want, and I knew if I couldn't get this back for him, he would probably have to shut down and I didn't want that to happen. So I ended up walking in there. I'm like, fix whatever you can. Like, you know, he's like, and obviously, as you know, like these guys like tell you, like, can't guarantee you, you know, anything, um, Right. Will come out of this so it yeah. really is it was like an emergency room i handed it to him and he's like all right i'll work on this now do you want to come back or wait i'm like i'll wait i'll be sitting here you know in your waiting room he did have like a like, couple seats and i just sat there and waited and waited uh luckily he was able to recover now i don't know at the time i don't remember why now but at the time he told me he's like i can't get anything um, beyond like the, within the last two weeks. So they did lose two works, two weeks worth of data, but it wasn't everything. So we were able to, they were able to recover it, uh, recover everything except for the final two weeks. They, they, he was able to put everything back on there. Now this was the Acronis backup. So at that time he, you know, this was the drive. So he was able to restore the backups, onto another drive we ended up i ended up bringing back the drive and you know putting into the server able to restore the server now this whole thing you this whole process so far you know bringing everything back and stuff this has been like two three days now uh we were able to get them recovered i wiped his computer make sure everybody was good um he wasn't back he was back up except those last two weeks he calls me two days later. He says the same thing happened again. Oh, Everything shit. was white. Now, luckily, at that point, that the drive that the the recovery company had gave me was not the drive that I put back in because they gave it to me on like a flash drive, you know, where these server, you know, we were using like full disk. So I had that data. So I was able to restore, and we ended up, you know, obviously going into lockdown mode even more. Different, you know, different antiviruses and and you know changing routers and all that stuff. Uh, so we, you know, since then, knock on wood, you know, it's been good. But you know, we it was a cause that we had to pivot. You know, we no longer, I think, at the time we were using like Avas free antivirus and stuff like that because ten years ago it, there wasn't that was a, what we used, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like how right. it is now. So do you know, like, were you able to get good information on how this actually happened, how they got in, how they got in again the second time? So or did you just the, lock everything down and you really don't know how it happened? Uh, so the first time I, I I'm pretty sure it was through an email that he clicked on because he told me he clicked on something. And after that, it just started flashing and it was, it was weird. Uh, so it was through an email. The second time it it's. It, it, it's still to this day. Sometimes when you restore uh, certain things, you know, from a backup, if you're not fixing the, the initial issue or scanning it afterwards, they're able to get back in. So right. when we restored the second time, I restored uh, critical critical folders and files. I didn't restore his whole thing. I because I had a feeling it was I was restoring the same thing. So I just restored like his QuickBooks files, uh, you know, um, you know, documents and stuff like that. And then we ended up I ended up scanning it and, and you know, deleting anything that just did not look like it was right. Uh, but at the time, I wasn't 100 percent sure it was going to come back. And yeah. or 
or the exact cause or way he can't. For all I know, he could have clicked the same thing again, you know, three days later. Yeah. But but Maybe. I wasn't I wasn't positive. We'll go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're uh, I mean, let's let's just kind of bring that one home. Your your key takeaway, your uh, lesson learned, your fix. What was it? Um, you know, how do you, you 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 kind of already said you had to get better antivirus in place. That's a given these days. Uh, was there any other like critical thing you learned in that experience that you still use today? Yeah, and the the biggest thing I I, I would say that I would never not do again is not have a cloud backup in addition to a local backup. Okay. Um, you know. Because, you know, the way we, we do servers, you know, backup servers now is we back it up to a local uh, cache drive, essentially, because if we have to restore it just faster. But in the event we can't restore from that, we will have the cloud that will take a little longer because you have to download it. But you know that that's safe. So I no longer have to walk into an emergency right. room and, and hand them a drive, you know, so <laughs> so yeah. that that was the biggest thing for me. That's just a sickening feeling. I've had to do that a few times where you just, for whatever reason, uh, the data's not there. Broken RAID arrays or whatever, you know, and you've got to go to recovery. Oh, not a good day. Not a good time at all. No. So, no. okay. All right, Brian, I think uh, Mario's not alone in having to sweat it out a little bit. What do you got? Not at all. Yeah. It, uh, also, it, it happened maybe, I don't know, I, I say between seven and 10 years ago, memory's a little fuzzy on it, but I got a call from a local business, uh, not not a current client um, um, at the time anyway. And um, they, uh, same situation, must have clicked on an email, must have, must have gotten something into their system. Um, and um, they had a server, five workstations, um, and the owner um, had been the one who must have clicked on something because it came into his computer uh, and it was also a crypto uh, type virus which is basically where it encrypts all of the uh, contents of anything it has access to and of course the owner being the big boss had access to everything um, and so uh, the entire server contents were encrypted his entire drive was encrypted uh, but what he was most concerned over was his QuickBooks data. Um, in fact, he was panicked about it because that's where everything was, his invoices, his work orders, who owed the money, who he owed money to, right? I mean, everything was tracked there and without it, he had no clue. Uh, unfortunately, um, didn't have backups. I don't know why. Um, and uh, was just complete panic mode. So when I got on site, um, back then I was actually doing service myself. Um, so when I got on site, uh, you know, we had some conversations. We took a look at the computer. Sure enough, it was encrypted and um, there was no backups. There was nothing. There was literally nothing we could do uh, to help them. Once it was encrypted, it was done. Um, so in this particular case, um, he opted to pay the ransom, which was if memory serves me right, it was somewhere around the neighborhood of $1,500 through Bitcoin, of course. Um, and luckily it worked. We were able to uh, get a recovery key, but not everything was recoverable. Um, so we were able to get his QuickBooks data back. Um, but some of the other contents of a server, uh, for whatever reason, was it, was, it wasn't working. Um, uh, I don't have an explanation as to why, but it just didn't. Um, yeah, that was a situation. So, um, you know, it turned out good news in the end and the fact that we was able to get back some of his data and his QuickBooks data specifically that he was looking for. But um, this stuff could happen to anybody. And 
very scary. <laughs> well, a positive I'm hearing is that it only costs $1,500 to get it back because uh, criminals have gotten smarter. Yeah. Um, another I was positive. About to say for, that's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> 1500 bucks is a steal. Yeah. I mean, nowadays they'd probably open up your QuickBooks data, find out how much money you got, absolutely. and charge yeah. you a ransom based off of the percentage in your bank account, right? You're like, absolutely. hey, you no, I mean, that I, 20, 30, 40, 50K. I, so. I think they do. I, I can't confirm that. I've heard they do that. I don't know from personal yeah. experience. But uh, yeah. the other thing where you're saying they didn't get everything back, um, I, I do believe that even their software has gotten better over time with the restore because, and I've said this before on here, they do want us to get our information back. They do want good customer service because they want repeat customers. Right. Um, and that's how they look at this. It's disgusting for, from our perspective, but this is just business for them. You know, yeah. it's like, Hey, yeah. this guy, he pays and we got, you know, it's easy to encrypt. Let's do that again later. You yeah. Know, so. Or he'll tell his friends that, you know, Hey, yeah, it works. They get their data back. So that right. way their right. friends get encrypted. Um, you know, they're, they're more apt to pay the criminal. Yeah. Cause if it never worked when you paid, we wouldn't pay. Nobody would pay. So, yeah. okay. So your, uh, your key lesson learned there was. Well, uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we've, we've been doing backups for a long time at that point in time, but it wouldn't have saved uh, this particular client, even if we were responsible for backups, which we weren't. Uh, this is a, a client who just called in out of the blue, but uh, or prospect who called in out of the blue. If we were, if we were taking care of them, though, back then, um, a lot of people were just using a hard drive attached to the server, right. um, and that's how it was backed up. And they would, you know, maybe rotate drives, but, you know... Um, a lot of the times it was in the customer's hands to rotate drives and they wouldn't do it or they would, you know, they would delay or, you know, maybe Mary who was taking care of the backups would, would be on vacation for a week or two and maybe they or they're forget. faithfully swapping those drives and nothing's happening. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, so, that before. <laughs> from a lessons learned perspective, um, you know, we, we definitely learned the portion about having proper backups and proper backups means not just having a local backup, but as Mario alluded to um, a cloud based backup or an offsite backup and preferably one that is what I call right once. Um, meaning that we could, that, you know, the, the login name and password used by the server to um, record the information or send it to the cloud backup can only write and it cannot erase or overwrite or or anything. It's like, sort of like a write once kind of philosophy. Um, and of course, on our end, we can go in and we can you know delete and we can change. But the the if the criminal got into the system, they would only be able to um, essentially write a new backup, which wouldn't help them at all. Uh, the other the other piece is just you know it could have been prevented by having proper security in place and awareness more, more specifically, because as much as we can put bars on the windows, guards at the doors, you know, alarm systems all over the place. If somebody goes and opens up the back door, which in this case is what happened that, you know, a user clicked on a link they weren't supposed to, or, uh, you know, did something they weren't supposed to, um, then, uh, you know, none of that matters. So awareness is, is making sure that the employees are, are trained to what to look for and are actively, um, actively looking for it. So gamifying it in some way uh, to make it so that they're constantly looking for, you know, my emails um, that are trying to fool them so that while they're looking for mine, they're also looking for other people's. So sort of all three of those pieces, backup security and awareness. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> one, one thing too, I, I want to add is like, you know, and we, I see this 
still to this day, you know, like especially with QuickBooks, customers will come up and, and, and ask us like, we keep getting this message, should we back up? And I tell them, I'm like, listen, we're backing up your server, but you could never have enough backups. If you, you know, especially with QuickBooks, it's very easy. It just pops up. You click, you know, the backup button, you point right. to a USB and backup. You're ne- it's not going to cost you anything, you know, addition. You could never have too many backups. You know, even if, if the, you know, QuickBooks now offers their own online backup, you're, you know, you're out, what, maybe $99 a year. If you back up again, you're never... You know, we're responsible, we're monitoring it, we're checking it, you know, but it's also peace of mind. You know, if if you want to back up again, it's not going to hurt. You know, you can you're not screwing up anything by doing an additional backup. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that we don't always think of is uh, cloud, like our, our cloud files, whether that's SharePoint or Dropbox or whatever. Um your the software that you use, you know, like QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online. That's a good example. I mean, what if they got hacked? You know, we don't, we don't always, we we assume that these people who are we're paying to protect our data aren't going to get hacked, but they do. You know, a lot of the breaches we talk about are these great big organizations that are seemingly impervious, but, but no, they, you know, so find, yeah, we've got to find a way to to back up uh, even the stuff that we don't always think about. Um, now I'm going to actually, uh, maybe rain on the parade a little bit as far as backups go, because the breach I'm going to talk about this number one was a pivotal moment in my life. And I'm sure I've talked about it here before. I used to do these live seminars every month and and this was my opening story. It's kind of my battle cry. You know, I, I didn't get into business to fight crime. I don't have a degree in it. I don't have training. You know, this isn't what I love. It's not my passion. I like to take shit apart and put it back together and make it work and do cool things. And I like to write programs. And, you know, that's my passion. And now you're uh, a crime fighter. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I'm damn good at that. You know, Um, from the time I was a little kid, I was building computers and breaking them and fixing them. And, um, you know, and then I start my business and I'm so happy about it. I think I'm like running around with a cape, you know, (laughs) like, look at me. I'm great. And then we got that call on a Friday afternoon, like you said, Brian, probably seven to 10 years ago, ransomware was on my radar. We thought we were doing everything we needed to do to protect against it. Um, I mean, it was easy. Just have a backup, like you guys have said. And so the client calls and it's, I mean, I remember it vividly because it's um, maybe late morning, maybe early afternoon on a Friday. And the guy calls up and he's like, hey, you know, we're down. We, we remote in or whatever, and we, you know, clearly encrypted. And I'm not even worried. I'm not even phased. I'm just like, well, listen, um, here's the deal. We can come over there right now. Uh, we're going to have to work on it over the weekend. It'll go run into after hours. There's a cost associated with that. Or we can come in Monday morning and restore you from backup uh, on the clock, and you're already paying for unlimited service there. So, you know, there will be no charge. I'm like, he said, yeah, let's do that. I lost no sleep. That weekend, you know, we went home, we did our thing, uh, come back in Monday morning, strapped on my cape, flew down there, Superman style, arrived in minutes, walked in, uh, chest puffed out, and we had a solid backup in place. And I hit the button. The backups were intact. They were great. I mean, the it was one of the best backups in the industry. Um, restored within, I, I think, less than an hour. They're back up and running. And I'm just like, 
God damn, I'm good. You know, <laughs> we get in our there. I think I took my best tech with me, maybe a couple. I don't know. I mean, we went in with the full force. Um, get back in our cars. We're patting ourselves on the back. I mean, we're ears, you're grinning ear to ear. And the drive back to the office was just a little less than an hour. And by the time we got there, we had a message from this client saying, Hey, uh, we're encrypted again. It's like shit. So go back down, you know, like, all right. Um, well, clearly what we restored contained the, the, uh, infected files or their remote access or whatever. Right. Um, and so I restored from backup, but we just like used the time machine and we went back, you know, I think the first time around we restored from Friday morning cause we got the call Friday afternoon or Friday late morning. Uh, so we're like, well, let's walk it back to Thursday and we restored and immediately encrypted again. It's like, God damn. Okay. Let's go back two days. Still encrypted. I, I don't remember how far we went back. I think it was two or three weeks um, before we finally just thought it's game over, you know, like we have solid backups, but those backups are infected. Um, and at this point I did get a third party security team involved and they were able to identify that they had gotten through the firewall uh, somehow. They um, they were coming from Russia. So I will frequently talk about Russian hackers fighting Russian crime rings because that's literally what I was doing. And in this restore process, I felt like I was playing a game of chess because we would restore, we'd go onto the server and I could watch them working. Like it's moves and counter moves. I can watch them. They'll create an account. I'll delete an account. You know, um, we were just it's like hand to hand combat before we finally, uh, you know, the ultimate resolution was we we came in probably a, it was a week or two later. I don't remember because um, it's been on for a while and this this company was down um, and we came in and we just wiped hard drives and started reinstalling. You know, we we copy off their profile data. We'd reinstall the OS on every workstation um, with the server turned off and we get everything back up. Um, then we did the same thing with the server, reinstalled the operating system. Um, but I knew I couldn't just restore the backup. So I'm moving with all kinds of antivirus programs running. I'm moving uh, file by file or folder by folder. Um, and I did finally get one to get a hit on the antivirus software, which I assume is was their back door, as we call it, right? Um, and for whatever reason, it wasn't finding it until I did this, you know, moving them file at a time. Uh, but I couldn't use the original operating system. And you guys know that means creating a new domain, right? It's it's everything. I had to rebuild everything from the ground up because they had admin accounts. They were just – when you went in and looked at Active Directory on the server, you would see dozens of accounts that you don't recognize. When you go in and look a little deeper, they're all – full administrator, right? They had full rights and you'd kill one, but they had four or five more and those were getting restored. These admin, you know, mm -hmm. credentials were getting restored as was whatever remote access software they had in, in, in place. So um, this was a case where the backups were solid. We had local backups, we had cloud backups, we had, you know, we were following all the protocols and it just didn't matter. Um, so you know, the em emotional impact is probably the biggest uh, disaster for this. This was a, a husband-wife team business. Um, I mean, the, at least from what they're telling me, it, it damn near caused a divorce between them. Um, they fired us. Even You know, we did get them back, didn't charge them a penny for it, but they fired us, uh, which 
it, it hurt because like I think we did a good job ultimately and they got infected, you know, lesson learned. They got infected because they were running out of date Microsoft software. At the time it was Microsoft Office. You know, we have Microsoft 365. It's really easy to keep that up to date these days. But back then getting somebody to shell out two, $300 per person every couple of years to update Office. Why? Office is working fine. It's all backwards compatible, you know, and so we couldn't get them to take that leap and to buy the next version of Office. But they were running a very out of date version of Office. And that's what uh, we, we ended up determining was ultimately the problem. Um, and so I kind of have a hard line with that when clients want to run old software and they won't, uh, they won't do this. In fact, I've got a client on the chopping block right now who's running a server that's out of date. Um, and it's at end of life. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm giving them a, a little bit longer, but I'm probably going to have to cut them because I don't want to go through this again. This is a nightmare. You know, it's a nightmare for them. It's a nightmare for us. So, um, yeah, we uh, that that was mine. You backups are are key. I'll never say they're not, but in this case, what was more important was having up to date software. So that was that was my lesson. Um, yeah, the thing is, if I could add, say something like these these security updates that are coming out weekly or daily or monthly, they're coming out for a reason, you know, like, you know, these vendors, Microsoft, Adobe, you know, Chrome, all these guys, they're coming out with these updates and they're saying you need to update because it's, it's not like they're putting a shiny new button somewhere It's because there's, they found something that they need to fix. And a lot of times these hackers are what looking at the same, you know, feed that we are like oh there's a vulnerability with google chrome you know so they they exploit those vulnerabilities but that's because somebody else discovered it then used it and now everybody else is aware of it it publishes it right so so they're literally getting a red carpet to what these vulnerabilities are and if if you're running something like you know microsoft office word uh, i'm sorry windows and stuff like that if there's no updates to fix these anymore because they're end of life you're sol you know like if they exploit something they're going to you, you can't do anything about it well and yeah exactly the um we, you, I think both of you mentioned clicking a link. I know you did, Mario. Brian, I don't remember yeah. if that's what you said. Um, and, and I've yeah. got to say this very carefully because it's not that you can go out and just click whatever link you want. And if as long as your security stack is solid, you'll be okay. But the odds are significantly worse when you're running these out-of-date applications because those links, and like just like you said, they're designed to go out and look for – uh, the known vulnerabilities, running software somewhere where there's a known vulnerability. And if you don't have that, that malicious link you clicked, there's a good chance you're getting off. Now, we still need training. You know, we got to get people to be more careful there. Um, but they're pretty good with those links. Like a lot of times, uh, the one time I know I, I got hit with a, I clicked a link that I shouldn't have, I was doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. And I got an email that said, hey, so-and-so, wants to connect or wants an appointment, you know, whatever it was, it was a great, great news came into my email and it fit what I was working on. And I hit the link and I knew as soon as I hit it, my computer just kind of, it just kind of the browser opened and nothing happened. And I was like, shit, (laughs) I should know better. Um, But I didn't take the time to investigate that link and to look for the, you know, all the, the training we do is to get people to just take a break before you click that link. Find out where the link's going. Look at who the email came from. Uh, you know, there are ways you can tell if it's legit or not. And I didn't do it. 
because I was so excited, you know, and that's how they get you. They, they play on some emotion. It's either fear, it's excitement. Yeah. It's, you know, you want a deal. Um, you're going to get sued. Your bank's after you, whatever. It's some high energy, high emotion right now, uh, whatever. And, and they get you. So yeah, it's critical to have all these protections in place. Um, but we've got to hit it from both angles, right? You got to hit it from, from the human angle and also from the technology angle. They've got to go hand in hand. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, um, I think that's about all I've got, at least on my breach. We can kind of summarize here, um, but we've said it all. So we'll do that pretty quickly and then we can wrap this thing up. Um, and Mario, you started talking first, so I guess I'll put Brian on the spot first. Brian, uh, overall, uh, the three thing, three breaches we've talked about, give us your, your key takeaways, anything that you maybe will do something just a little bit different today before recording or at a minimum that you do different now before you know this stuff happened to you. Um, I'm going to play a little bit on what you had said earlier regarding not um, not taking no for an answer uh, with regards to clients who aren't um, um, keeping up to date or refuse to take security seriously. Uh, that was something we did about a year ago. Um, we switched from just you know sending out um, you know sort of notices and whatnot to outright. Um, and, and I use the word lightly, like firing clients. Um, you know, not that they're bad people, just that. They, they, if they're not going to take seriously the, um, the, the security aspect, uh, I don't want to be the IT provider for them when they, when they get hacked. So we had a lot of break fix clients, a lot of clients who are just, you know, call as you need. Um, and we shifted, um, uh, a lot of those, uh, last year it came, they came through an acquisition just after COVID and we, we kept them how they were. Uh, but, uh, Throughout the, the the that year, we we moved everybody either to an agreement or gently and kindly um, asked them to move uh, onto another provider. And the agreement was mostly just to you know let us take care of security. At least let me do the basics to take care of your your network and your security so that you're not the low hanging fruit for all of these criminals. Um, and I think that's so key. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize about IT is that it's not a regulated industry. There is no association that guides us or or or, or regulates us. Uh, we are sort of the wild west out here. So uh, there are a lot of providers who will just take on a client for the sale, and uh, right. they will offer services at a discounted price just to get the sale. Um, I mean, that's the equivalent of a doctor, you know, saying, Hey, I'm going to operate on you without using all of these, you know, antiseptics and all these things, just so I can keep the cost really, really low. And, and, you know, you don't have to pay a lot. Um, you know, it's just not ethical and it's just not right, but it happens. So as long as folks are aware of that, then they can start looking at making decisions that are correct. And if I, for one, don't want to be the reason why a client uh, is, is hacked. And so, um, going off what you said, just, no longer taking clients that aren't letting us uh, at the very least take care of security for them. Right. Okay. Mario. Yeah. I mean, similar. I, I actually had a call uh, with a client that still has like some outdated servers and we've had the, the call like, okay, we really need to upgrade these. But now I, I you know, I, I feel like I have to not only put it in writing, like, this, you know, here's the set date that we need to put upgrade these servers to, or just be aware that if something happens, you know, it's not covered. Like we will not just do this part of our services, uh, and it's because you know if you have a server uh, that's like two, running 2008, our tools are not built 
you know, on those platforms. So it may not, it may let you install. It may not let you install like the, the security tools on there, but you don't know if it's really working because it's not tested in a normal, on a normal daily basis. So, you know, I, I think we need to really start pushing a little more that, you know, we have to cover our asses as well. And we have to cover their asses. And we, you know, we all talked about, you know, like I, I talked about like, it, it took days, you know, for me to get this customer back up. And I really don't want to ever go through that again, you know, and, um, and honestly, it's not going, we're not going to get off lightly like we did, you know, 10 years ago, you know, this time we're talking yeah. about, it's more sophisticated now. Yeah. It's, it's uh, thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know, and yeah. it can't, you know, the, I, I forgot what the statistic is, but I think it's like 87% of like small businesses get breached, closed down within two years after that, because they haven't been able to, you know, to fully recover. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't quote me on the statistics, but I know it's something along those lines. But if if you can't, if you don't have a full backup and are able to recover exactly where you were, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, statistics are fun. You can go out and find evidence to any position you want to hold. Um, <laughs> this is true. But I, I mean, I actually have a page pulled up. I'm not going to go over it because there's so many of them. Um, but it, it's bleak, right? It, it, this is not somewhere that you want to play. Um, it's, if you're not on your a game, it's going to happen to you. And, uh, even then there's, there's a chance. And so you better have a good way to get out of it. You know, a, a good remediation plan. Um, you know, we've talked about that before the incident response plans and stuff like that, that, that need to be in place. So, um, I, this was kind of a fun one today, guys. I, I've I've learned some things or just kind of solidified some things in my mind that I really didn't expect to in the recording of this. And number one, um, I might have been giving myself a little bit of a free pass on backups because I'll say, hey, backups aren't the only answer. Um, but as I'm talking through this, I'm like, not only do we have to still have them, but you know, I, I said it out loud is that we've got to make sure that our our web apps are being backed up. Right. Um, offline, off away from their system, their platform, a hard copy or whatever, you know, um, I actually did that yesterday. I, I downloaded the full uh, data set, whatever you want to call it, from one of my vendors. And I put it on a flash drive and I labeled it. And, you know, it's not connected to anything. Nobody can get to it. And I've, I've got it hidden. Um, so but I, I need to do that better. I need to do it not just internally, but I need to do a better job of doing that with my clients. Uh, one thing that I'm moving into is, um, I think, I don't remember which of you mentioned that this is an unregulated industry. Was that you, Brian? That was mine. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's kind of scary, but I would push back a little bit and say the regulations are out there. They're not on us. They're actually on our clients, right. depending on their industry. Correct. Um, but we can take that information and we can self-regulate it, it. You know, we don't have to wait until the government comes and says, do this or else. Um, and so one of the areas that I'm moving into and, and getting more serious about, I've been doing it to some extent for a while, is compliance, regulatory compliance. And so I've got the systems that I'm, I'm implementing now that will allow me to audit my clients against 
regulations. Um, but one of the other features of it is we can set our internal standards, right? So cloud backup being an example or up-to-date software. And we create those standards. Even those, there's best, best practices for all industries, right? So it's pretty easy yeah. to pull that. We don't even have to write them. Uh, and I'm going to be do better at auditing myself and my clients and just bringing awareness to this. If nothing else, I can go to my client and say, hey, yeah, we've got your server backed up, but we aren't currently backing up, uh, you know, your, your HR software or something right. like that. So that if it happens, they're not coming to me and saying, hey, Justin, I thought you had this under control. I'm like, no, you didn't. Let's pull the notes from our meeting six months ago where I yeah. told you this and you said it wasn't important. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, There's I, I a hope we all use a different people. tone, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we at least need to have this out in the air, right? And now these these assessments are very time consuming. Um, these are not free. I don't even sell them. I, this is only for my paying clients. Um, I'll shift away from that and talk about you know what we do offer for free. It is a very small subset of what I'm talking about. Um, but let's go ahead and and offer that because if uh, you know this is just going to be a standard offer for us. The the most important thing we can do, we've always got key takeaways, lessons learned, but the most important thing we can do, in my opinion, is get somebody else's eyes on our work. Like, and I don't care how good you client or us as providers think we have it dialed in. God, get somebody else to look at it and make sure we're not missing something. So um, that uh, I feel like I've been on a full rant. I'm going to give both of you guys a couple minutes for any closing arguments, uh, and then we'll wrap up with the website where you can go get that free assessment we're talking about. Uh, Mario, you want to go first? Um, yes. Yeah, so I, you know, to wrap up, it's you, you know you have to you have to trust in your in your IT people. Uh, you have to trust that they have uh, your best interests in heart at heart and that, you know, they're going to do what they, you know, you need to, you know, to be protected that they're going to, you know, they're, they're not just trying to fatten their pockets. At least we're not uh, trying to fatten our pockets because no, we could make more money if you guys got breached. Yeah, I'm telling you, exactly, go get breached, exactly. please <laughs> make my day. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you know, if, if, if a customer says, no, we don't need it. We're like, all right, no problem. But, you know, if it happens, you know, we'll, we'll help you, but you know, the clock is ticking, you know, but we don't want that. We don't want, I, I, you know, and this is why we went to manage services because we don't want to make money when customers are having problems. We want to make money when they're happy and they want to stay with us for 10, 20 years. Right. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, t take their advice, you know, and get a second opinion. If you're, if you have doubt, get a second opinion. Nobody's going to charge you for a second. Ooh, yeah, let me correct you. Not. Let me correct you. If you don't have doubts, that's when you need a second opinion more than anything. That complacency, yeah. God, that's what gets us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, that's it. That's it for me. All right, Brian. Final thoughts? Um, I'll keep it really brief. Uh, plan. Uh, have an incident response plan. Plan for 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 this cybersecurity stuff. Make sure that you're not just uh, sweeping it under the rug and saying move on. Um, you know, have a plan, and and you'll be further ahead than ninety percent of the people out there. Ninety percent of the companies out there. Yeah, like you always say, right? Don't be part of that low hanging fruit category. That's the best. Like that's that's ultimately what we're trying to accomplish. Um, quick, quick, quick story. When I was, uh, I used to work for Loomis Armored, uh, packed money around, carried a gun. Uh, it was an exciting job. 
paid shit. But um, <laughs> in in the training, the safety training, that's what they would tell us is like, you're not going to stop crime. You're not going to stop people from robbing these armored cars. That's always going to happen. What you can hope to do is make it happen to somebody else. Right. Like that's sick and twisted, but like, guys, that's what we're doing. These criminals are out there. They're coming for money. They're going to get money, make it happen to somebody else. That's uh, that's kind of the sad reality of it. So um, step one to making that happen to somebody else is not everybody's going to call us and take advantage of this free assessment, the vulnerability assessment that we're offering. So uh, do that. Go to unhacked.live, not.com, not.net, unhacked.live. And uh, all of our contact information is there and book that assessment and at least get the ball rolling. So, all right, guys, that is all I've got. Thanks for being on here today and sharing some uh maybe kind of some personal stories but hopefully we've all learned something from it and uh we'll see you guys next week Until next week guys have a good one